All right, we're back at it. You know the drill, it's fourth and forever. This is a very special guest, somebody near and dear to my heart because he's a USC alum. He's a Long Beach native, born at Long Beach Memorial Hospital, just like yours truly. Juju Smith-Schuster, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What's up, brother? Thanks for coming on. Oh, what's up, man? Thanks for having me, I appreciate it. First of all, I gotta understand, you were born John Smith. For people who don't know, explain the story behind your name change. Yeah, growing up as a kid, bro, everyone called me like, you know, I, I, everyone called me Juju, you know, but um, on my, you know, at school, it was John Smith. And people always make fun of me, like Pocahontas, or I used to say, <laughs> you know, you know, in the SAT, it's like the basic name for like the example question. It's like John right. Smith. And it was so funny. <laughs> but my stepdad came into my life and uh, I, then I added Schuster, you know, his last name is Schuster. I kept Smith to honor uh, my two aunties. Uh, who were really good friends to my mom. So, um, to now, now it's Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, not a lot of people know my no one. Not a lot of people know that my name is John, uh, which is so funny. So, um, I always have like, a trivia question like, "What's my real name?" And I'll, I'll give yeah. a few autograph, and that's, that's so perfect. funny. Talk about growing up in LA, and uh, you have this huge family. You're the second of seven children. Talk about the sacrifices your parents had to make, and uh, a special gift you might have got for your dad. Yeah, man. So uh, my parents made a lot of sacrifice, um, you know, moving from house to house, uh, family to family. Uh, we, 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 we only had one car. So my dad had to take the bus and then walk to work. So he will walk to the uh, he'll get dropped off to the bus and then he'll take the bus and he'll walk uh, probably less than a half a mile to work. And then he would just do that because my mom would use a car to take us to school. And, you know, growing up, me and my sister, we, went, we were I mean, middle school was separated from elementary, uh, and then when we were in high school, then the other kids were in uh, middle school. So my mom had to make a few stops before she had to go to work. And then, you know, obviously being drafted and, you know, with all that comes, you know, the money and everything, I had to surprise my dad with a brand new truck, uh, 2020, which is really nice. And uh, it's just a blessing, man. You can see that all, all the stuff that he's done for us, all the sacrifices they've made, uh, and, you know, just to pay him back was just with a nice truck. I love that story and and it's important for people to understand like not just going to school in different schools your parents taking you all over the place but you had after school activities you got to be there on time i mean that's a lot going on so that's a that's a great story about your parents and what they did for you and then how you repaid them back i, I think that's beautiful um oh, for then sure. what about so you have this very physical style of play and i have a you know theory on why one you got this samoan background they're just the tough people in general <laughs> But you used to play rugby, bro, and now it all makes sense. When, we, when we're doing research on these interviews and I see rugby player, I'm like, all right, this tells me everything I need to know. Explain rugby to me and why did you stop playing? Man, so yeah, so I got into rugby uh, because I hated running track. I, I was like, I hate to be the guy. You know, last four by four, Juju, we need you. And the last one, I'm just like, oh, my God, I just want to go home. So, you know, being Samoa and my family said, so yeah, just try rugby. So I played rugby for six years. Uh, and I stopped playing because, you know, scholarships started to come in, full rides, you know, to go to different universities. And I was like, man, I'd rather take a full scholarship to play football than to play rugby. I mean, you know, this for your own self, you know, playing with, around Samoans and Polynesians, you know how tough they are. So, oh, yeah. you know, I get that from my background and I just changed that over to being on the field and just being more physical than, uh, than anybody else. And just, you know, I love doing the dirty work. I love it. I love it. That's why you're perfect for Pittsburgh, the Steel City, baby. <laughs> Talk about your early years in Snoop's Football League. What was that like? And, I mean, seeing him around, he's an icon all over the world, but especially in Long Beach. And that's where you're growing up playing ball. What was it like playing in his league? 
Oh, that was awesome, man. This league, it was cool for kids who were overweight. Uh, the kids, like, mainly O-linemen, um, obviously O-linemen, D-linemen, just because, you know, I mean, they made the age requirement, but they couldn't uh, make the weight requirement. So Snoop kind of brought that to us. And he's like, hey, man, like, you know, everyone's going to play up age. You know, there's no weight limit. And you're playing against the best of the best. And it was a cool experience. You know, I had the experience of playing with uh, some really cool dudes, you know, being around, you know, D'Anthony. Thomas and stuff like that and like looking up to him. Snoop was awesome, man. As a coach, he was like the coach that I was like player first coach. And obviously he'll go about the books, but uh he knew he knew football, man. He knew what he was talking about. He was always fun, always high at practice in the game. So <laughs> we had a great time, man. As kids, you just like, man, like you really don't look at him as a coach, you look at him as like, wow, like an idol. That's funny you bring up making weight. Dude, I remember going to like a sauna to try and shed a couple pounds just to make Pop Warner weight limits. I mean, it's ridiculous. So I'm glad he finally did that. And I wish it was around when I was playing. We're talking about famous dogs right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a famous dog that resides with you. His name's <laughs> Bougie. Where'd you get the name? What's the deal with Bougie? Are you the official agent of Bougie? I mean, there's a lot that comes with this, but he's got what, like 260,000 Instagram followers? That's insane to me. So yeah, explain yeah. Bougie to somebody who might not know him. All right, so Bougie's a French bulldog. Uh, he's, a, he's a blue uh, Brindle dog. And uh, I got Bougie from California, uh, four hours above San Francisco. Uh, he came in with me into my rookie year, 2017. Um, so I came to Pittsburgh, and I was all by myself. And I was like, man, I need you know, a companion. And you know, having a dog is awesome. You come home, no matter what mood you're in, if you had a bad day, good day at work, you know, he's always happy to see you. Uh, the reason why I picked Bougie, because you know, he's living a Bougie lifestyle, gets whatever he wants, eats whatever. Um, you know, I, I spoil, I spoil him. One of the craziest gifts I got Bougie was a thirty thousand dollar chain that said Bougie's iced out. It's uh, ridiculous, and he became famous uh, on Instagram. Verify. It's so funny, you know, a dog like that. You know, who can get you know so much clout? Uh, and I'm his official, you know, manager owner. So you know, I get twenty percent of everything he does, uh, marketing wise. So uh, and he gets the rest of the eighty. But it's awesome, man. I, I think having him, he does so much for me. The rest goes to his college fund, or what? What's that all about? Yeah, now nah, the rest goes to all his dog dates, you know, the parks, you know, traveling. Um, as of right now, for his birthday, he uh, he asked me to fly out his mom and his siblings uh, all across the world. So we're working on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tell him happy birthday for us. I appreciate uh, that. Let's get back to Long Beach for a second. From Long Beach, Polly, you're a jackrabbit. You commit to being an Oregon duck. What made you change your mind? To USC, I'm glad you did that. That was your best decision ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I wanted to go to Oregon, man, just because I wanted to be different, not too far away from my family. I wanted to be too close. Um, they also have Polynesians there, too, which is really cool. But one thing that made me stay home was, you know, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to go to my own church on Sundays. Uh, and that's what they offer, you know, being able to be closer uh, to my family. Uh, you know, and to be, you know, with the same people I've been going to church with since I was a kid was something that was always dear to my heart. Um, and then also, too, uh, I think Sarkeesian was coming into USC. T. Warren mm -hmm. was there, too. So uh, the whole the whole coaching staff was just a vibe that I love. And my mom, man, you could see her cry, cry on signing day that, you know, I, I reached for the organ and I ended up grabbing the USC, put it on, and she was... Probably the most excited woman in the whole in that building. So I do not regret my uh, my decision, man. So fight on. Other than I mean, you have this prolific college career. I'm. Uh, this is a story that I want to share about you. I remember seeing you for the first time in person. I'd seen you play before, but I see you on like a Friday morning workout, and you guys are doing the um, 
the early workout on the track field, the turf field at USC, I remember somebody came out wearing like blue shorts, like, uh, yeah. like baby blue shorts or like, uh, like royal blue shorts, kind of like UCLA colors. Bro, you send him back in the locker room and you're like, we don't wear that here. Get that shit out of here and send his ass back to the locker room. He came back out. I was like, damn, this dude's awesome. Yeah, what, uh, that was my first impression of you. Yeah, man. So like, you know, you, when you go to USC, it's like, it's a tradition, you know, like, yeah. you know, we don't change jerseys. We don't have last time to jerseys. You know, we're one, we're unity, you know, one sound, you know, for the whole team. And um, this guy comes out, man. He's just like, and he's like, bro, we, we don't wear that out here, man. Like that, that's not your uniform. Like you could go, like go change, like, you know, go get some short sets, you know, appropriate because that's not how we rock. And, you know, when you play for USC, that tradition, like, this is still is in you. So, uh, and, that, and that's how I feel how it's here in Pittsburgh, too. Like, it's so traditional. And you just can't get out of those ways, man. And like I said, you got to respect, you know, the, the, the Trojans, uh, the fight on everything that has to come with this. So, yeah, man, we, we don't play around, man. Where do you think SC's at right now? What do you think they need to do to try and turn things around? I love Keaton Slovis. I think they're on the right track. What do you think gets them over the hump? Okay, honestly, man, what I believe, man, I think because of the whole COVID situation, it's been tough. Um, you know, not being able to have these games, but I'm happy, you know, we're able to get these games going. Um, and I don't know how it's going to be. It's going to be a slow, maybe a fast start. But, but how we always been, bro, we always just throw the ball, run the ball. But at the end of the day, I think where it's where it's really at is defense, you know. It's all about how, how good your defense is. You know, people say yep. defense win championship, and, you know, you've been a part of that. And for me, like, I think, you know, me being playing for the Steelers, like, our defense is doing an amazing job. If, if there's no points on the board, it's even, even, you know. And then the offense come in, they execute special teams, they do their job. So I'm super excited, man, to see what USC has in store. Yeah. I agree. Do you have any first impressions of me? I like to ask guests. There's always some funny ones because I am a little quirky. I'm a different kind of guy, but anything you remember that sticks out? Man, honestly, bro, like I'm, I, I grew up. So like obviously being from LA, Long Beach Poly, like, I grew up like USC it was everything. Like we, I, we, I, we didn't have an NFL team. So right. I get that question a lot. Like who was your NFL team? And I was like, man, USC, like those days <laughs> was like, like you guys were like, like superstars to like that point. And I, that's what I wanted to ask you. And I was like, you know, I watch all the games and everything like the Bush Post and everything like playing against Notre Dame, like UCLA. Like I've always wanted to ask you like, how was it like your day, like living in a life, like being you, like going to scooter, like living a life of like being a superstar. <laughs> it's probably like walking around being Juju Smith Schuster in Pittsburgh, bro. I mean, everybody shows you love. Everybody's so excited for what you got going on the field and you can't wait for practice. Like I'm in, I'm in class thinking about writing papers and doing all this stuff and then i'll just start thinking about like oh shoot we're putting we're installing red zone today damn we're gonna throw these touchdown pass against ucla we got a big trip to notre dame like you're always thinking about playing and mm -hmm. um you know the pep rallies you know standing on the on the ladder with the sword the band everything like you're the quarterback at usc and you're good at the time they got a song for you, the band, you know, like the whole thing. Your family's there at all the games. Yeah. People are wearing like the Mexican wrestler masks, you know, like I was just like, dang, this is, this is so crazy. And then you just snap back into like football mode of like, all right, I got to focus. I got to focus. So it was, uh, it was an incredible time. I have another question. So yeah. were you like, did you actually do your homework? Like, did they actually make you do like, oh, did, you have, yeah. did you have to do that part? Yeah, bro. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. And then also too, homework. like, did you ever have to have security around you, like being around campus? So they'd have DPS there because when you'd walk out to practice, people would try and stop you for autographs and stuff like that. And so you'd end up being late if you say yes to everybody. 
So they would have people like that. But like during the week, you know, people were usually cool, try to respect your time. But everybody, you know, everybody wants a high five. Everybody wants to say what's up. Everybody says good luck in the game. But to the point where I had to do my homework, bro, I'm getting ready for um, for pro day. This is after our season, after we won the Rose Bowl, I declared yeah. to go to the draft. And on that day, I had, uh, it was a Wednesday. It was like April 1st or something, but we had a group project, a presentation. And I was like the leader of our five person group. And so she went by last name on when you can present. And I said, hey, I asked the teacher, like, can I go a little bit earlier? I know my last name's S for Sanchez, but is there any way we can go early? I, I have essentially a job interview for the NFL today at yeah. noon. And she's like, well, class gets out at 1155, so you'll have time. And I was like, I, I understand, but we're the last you know, group to present, can we please go earlier so I don't have to run over there? She's like, well, I'm not gonna give you special treatment because you're a football player. I was like, damn, <laughs> okay. Damn. So I literally like, thank you guys, boom, <laughs> ended the group presentation and just sprinted <laughs> to the field, threw on some stuff in the log room and started warming up literally for like 30 NFL teams. Like in five to seven minutes, I was already ready to wow. go for this huge day. So yes, I had to do my homework and group projects and all that crap that comes with college but Bro, can, I, can I tell you my experience on my, on my pro day at USC? yes please so basically uh the night before you know i'm hanging out uh with my girlfriend and then we come in we have like this biggest argument you know over something that's like we shouldn't have i literally don't sleep at all i'm up to like 6 30 7 30 a.m literally talking trying to figure out what we're gonna do don't like with, with football and everything so i literally get no sleep I go to my pro day, I literally dominate it in everything I do. After that, I go home and I crash the whole night. <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, Knocked. I was like, there's no way I just did that, man. And it's just so funny. Like, I literally had to rush over, put on a thing, go out there, run for 10 minutes, and then boom, run to 40. It was like the yeah. first event for me. Uh, but it, it All was, adrenaline, bro. All adrenaline. Man, it's so funny. I love it. Give us some insight on this wide receiver room you guys have put together in Pittsburgh. You're a part of this lineage of great wide receivers in Pittsburgh. That has to feel good. It's you, Chase Claypool, Washington. What do these guys add? And, you know, how have you taken over that leadership role in that room? Because you're the guy now, right? You came in, Antonio Brown was still there. He kind of had you yep. under his wing. And then when he's gone, what's it like? And that, you know, your, maybe your relationship with him and how you've you've learned from that to, to be the big brother, essentially, to these guys. Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, at the time, you know, like, you know, coming into my rookie year, I was like, man, like, this is cool. You know, I was one of those guys that, you know, I just kept my head down, just work, work, work. Don't say too much. Uh, follow AB's lead. Um, and then obviously the situation that happened with AB, it kind of like went sideways and then he ended up leaving. You know, me being in the room, I had to play with four different wide receiver coaches up until now. Mm. And I'm into my fourth year, right? Every year the Steelers has dropped their wide receiver. You know, they drafted me. They drafted James Washington. They drafted Deontay Johnson. They drafted Claypool. So now I'm the youngest in the room, but I had the most experience, you know, uh, besides Claypool being the, being the youngest uh, at the time at, being now. But I have the most experience because, you know, I played with Ben. I've been in here for four years and I had to, like, lead these guys. And uh, so I go from zero to 100, a guy who's always quiet, doesn't say much, come in, do the job and then leave. And I'm the guy, you know, in the room, like, yo, we got to be on time. We got to do this, do that. We got to take notes, watch film. Uh, this is what we see. Uh, and it's so different for me, man. Uh, so I kind of had, it just snapped, you know, right away. But what I love about my receiver group is that we're young, energetic. You know, we have guys who just constantly just go. James is 24, then I'm 23. 
and Chase is 22. So Ben just has a lot of young guys who just knows their play. And mm-hmm. when we go no huddle, man, that's what we love. We love to just go no huddle and just call our own plays, go out there, dominate, and just play fast. And I, that's what I said, man. Everyone's fun. Everyone's for each other. No matter if, you know, Chase gets four touchdowns, you know, we're all happy. No matter if, if James gets a touchdown. No matter if I get two catches for 18 yards the game, you know, I'm happy. You know, I, I can't complain. We're 5-0. and It's working. So, at the end of the day, man, I'm just happy that, you know, we have a lot of, you know, unselfish guys in in, the lock, in our yeah. locker room. Yeah, I mean, you you listed off the ages of those guys, 22, 23, 24. One, physically, guys like that at that age in the NFL, you could run all day. So that's awesome. From a quarterback yeah. perspective, I'm like, this is perfect. We <laughs> could just go fast break, no huddle all day long. These guys can run, right? But then you think, okay, maybe because they're young, they're undisciplined, or maybe, you know, they'll be a little jealous of somebody else getting their shine. But, bro, you guys, it's so obvious in your celebrations. You guys are so happy for each other. You guys are doing, like, I don't even know what video games those are, but you're doing these crazy-ass celebrations. You yeah. guys go block. You, you guys block your ass off for Connor. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. And that's not easy to get wide receivers to do that, right? Like, you talked about doing the dirty work. It's a part of who you are, and it's a part of being a Pittsburgh Steeler, it seems like, from the outside. But, yep. man, it is, it's impressive to watch. I, I love watching you guys play, man. It's fun. You, you genuinely oh, care you, for each other. It's a love, for, you know, for each other, you know. Uh, and, you know, it's, the game might not go your way, but one thing that Ben always tells us uh, before the game is that, you know, you don't have to be great individuals, but if we're good collectively, you know, we're mm-hmm. a great team. So that's all yeah. that matters. Give me your favorite uh, Coach Tomlin story, and how does it feel having his trust as the leader in the wide receiver room? Man, uh, so I can give you two stories. So having his trust is, is, is amazing. One thing about Coach Tomlin, what I love about him, I threw out all my head coaches I've ever had. He's very transparent. He's very direct, very forward. Uh, he'll tell you if you're about to, if your job's on the line, you lose it. He'll put it up in a team room. Everyone sees it. Everyone knows, hey, Juju, your job's on the line. Like, we, we, there's another guy like you out there we can go get. And, you know, some coaches, they don't even do that. You know, some coaches, right. they don't, they shy away from that. You know, they, they pull you to the side, they tell you. But for Coach Tomlin, now he let it be known. So one, one of the stories is that, you know, if you're ever late or you say if you miss meetings or if you miss, you know, when, uh, one thing he does is called bang, bang, bang. So every time he says bang and he points at you, that's a $5,000 fine. Oh. So, so one time I was late and I and I missed weighing. It was on Thursday. He weighed in Thursday. So he bang, He said, bang, bang, boom, 10,000. I was like, ooh. And then, like, I was a rookie at the time, so I was still getting used to, like, the flow and everything. And it, it wasn't, uh, wasn't the best. And then <laughs> another time, I almost got fined. Uh, he didn't find me, though. At training camp, AB always runs out. He always runs out. He's always the last one to run out, right? Everyone's chatting, AB, AB. And then next thing you know, I'm running out behind him. And if you run out behind AB and AB, because AB was always late, and if you run out behind AB, you're just like super late, like 20 minutes late, <laughs> even though you're right behind him or even side by side. He pulled me to the side. He was like, man, I'm going to find you so hard. I'll make sure your grandkids don't go to college. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. So then, ever since then, I was like, I was like, OK, I, I will never do that again. Like never cross path, you know, always be on the good side. <laughs> All right, let's switch gears a little bit to more NFL stuff and talk about the COVID situation. How do you think the NFL's handled it and the rescheduling? Because you have a unique insight into this. The Titans game, your guys' Titans game got moved. Yeah. Um, so then explain when exactly is your bye week? Do you get a bye week? How did it all work out? Yeah, man. So we're playing against the Titans week four. Uh, don't have a game, uh, they, obviously, because of COVID and everything. Uh, so we're supposed to play them. Our coach tells us we're supposed to play them. 
Tuesday, um, Thursday morning, he tells us we're playing Tuesday night, okay, against the Titans. After practice, the Titans uh, pretty much, you know, push the game back, so they move our bye week. And we play the Titans actually this week now. Uh, right. We're going to travel, you know, play against them this week, and we don't have a bye week. So we had our bye week week four, which sucks because, you know, usually our original bye week was week eight. Yeah. And it kind of messed everything up for us. So now we're playing 30 games straight. With no bye week, and you know how that is. It takes a toll yeah. on the body. What I think is, you know, I think this. If if we still have people getting tested and it's still positive, I mean, they're gonna push the season at least another month. You know, into February and pushing the Super Bowl and Pro Bowl two weeks later. You know, in March, and it's. I'm I'm not saying it's it's not a problem, but it's definitely gonna take a toll on guys' body, and it's definitely when you when you run out of bye weeks of moving games because people yeah. are getting tested positive. It's going to be tough, you know? Yeah. Um, people are talking, also talking about, you know, having a bubble for 32 teams. And it's like, where do you have a bubble for 32 teams? And yeah. how many, and how do you do that with, with so many teams and not enough football fields? And, you know, we can get hotels and you know, that's fine. But at the end of the day, like, you can't play on the same field, you know? Right, right. There's so much that goes all, into it. Yeah. yeah. I could see it happening maybe for like the playoffs, you know, with a certain number of teams, like seven and yeah, seven that's a or good whatever. One. Yep. But yeah, 32s, I mean, that'd be, you'd have to just get so much real estate and so many fields and so much infrastructure mm -hmm. to make that happen. That'd be tough. But you guys do play the Titans, like you said, a battle of the undefeated teams. What keeps you guys undefeated this week? Stopping Dan Henry, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Are you going to step up and play defense? Are you going to play defense? <laughs> What if Coach Tomlin uh, yeah. says, Juju, I need you to play defense I'm, or I'm bang, going bang, in. Bougie, bougie ain't going to college. <laughs> I'm what going in. Do? I'm playing in a box. <laughs> I'm playing in a box. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> nah, but beast, honestly, it just, it's just stopping. You know, we got to stop the run game. Uh, that's that's like their biggest threat. And play action, you know. I think, that, I think that's where, it, you know, where they see a lot of their success at. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think off the side, you know, I think we'll take care of the ball. What about uh, your former teammate, Le'Veon Bell, going to the Chiefs? What do you think he adds to that explosive offensive unit already? I mean, that was crazy. I can't believe it happened, but it, it seems like the best for both sides, right? I think it was a square peg round hole with the Jets. It just didn't work, and that's okay. Sometimes that happens, but now he's got a chance to really prove himself. What do you expect from him on the Chiefs? I mean, I think Le'Veon Bell missed winning, man. I think when he was at the Steelers, you know, he loved winning. And, mm -hmm. you know, you go to the Jets, and, you know, you have a tough situation you're in. Uh, but what I expect, man, I mean, after watching the Bills game, Clyde running, rushing for 160-plus <laughs> yards, yep. and they have multiple running backs just doing it. Now you're going to add yep. Le'Veon Bell, a guy who can also run routes and catch the football. Yeah. Bro, they have so many weapons, man. It's, it's scary. It's tough. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, I think he's going to have a great year, so uh, I can't wait to see what he does. I do, too. I, I totally agree. Uh, another one of your good friends, Tua Time in Miami. He gets named yeah. the starter. Have you talked to him yet? I haven't talked to him yet, man. I'm letting right. him soak in, man. Usually right. I talk to him like mid like midweek. What are you going to say to him? Obviously, congratulations, but what do you expect from him? Man, I, like I said, I'm going to congratulate him and just say, yo, how was it? How was your experience and everything? Um, but his first throw, got a completion. You know, getting the first two. 
I am just so excited, man. Well, Fitzpatrick's doing an amazing job. You know, he's leading know, this team. I know. And I think I think Tua, you know, having Fitzpatrick as a leader is awesome too. You know, it's cool. You can see Fitz like happy on the sideline too, like rooting for Tua, like to to, to be great. So, uh, and even the fans in Miami, man, they're loving him. So, yeah. Um, obviously, he's a young guy. You know, has a lot of experience playing. You know, with Alabama and stuff like that. And you know, going to Miami, you know, a team that's struggled the past couple of years. I think what he's bringing to the table is, you know, what Tua does. You know, he loves winning, and I feel like that's what he's gonna be doing in the future. That's great. I mean, they're three and three. They have a chance to win their division, which is crazy. They make a huge quarterback change midseason, you know, and it looks like Fitz is on board. It looks like they have a great relationship. So you bring up some good points, but we're definitely wishing him the best. He's been on the show before, so I love him. Uh, He's a really likable guy, like I said. But okay, I want to ask you about some of the top DBs you played against. These are called Juju's Gems. All right. Who's the toughest man to man cover corner that you've ever faced? Mm, Bro, honestly, I'll say Marlon Humphrey. Uh, okay. You know, playing against him back to back multiple years in, in you know Pittsburgh versus Baltimore, mm-hmm. uh, he he's just a tough guy, and it, he just games keeps getting better and better. Uh, watching him this season, you know he's doing his thing, so I'm excited for that matchup. Stephon Gilmore was cool. He was fun. I wish I had more more uh, targets going against him. It just shows that you know his man and man wasn't all that. Um, I also <laughs> think also think Ramsey w- was cool, but he holds yeah. a lot. I would like to go against Lattimore. Lattimore looks nice. Uh, so. I mean, I think this year I don't really have nobody on our schedule besides Humphrey. Other than that, like I don't really. I mean, I can care about any care less about just go ball. Else. Just go yeah, ball. Yeah, just go ball. I love it. You are such a dynamic human being. You have this incredible personality. You're very outgoing. I feel like you represent this new age of professional athlete. You're in the spotlight, but your social media and your YouTube channel, you're a video game star. You have this incredible platform explain where all that comes from where you're going team diverge uh, yeah explain that to us because that's your new gaming company mm-hmm. um you played fortnite with ninja i mean you're this next level guy that really i think is going to be representative of a lot of these newer younger kids that are involved in all these platforms what's that like being a pioneer in uh, in this space Man, uh, you know, I, I've always seen myself to be, you know, I think outside the box. Um, at first, I wasn't a big fan of social media. And then at first, I got, I was like, man, I got to, you know, start social media. You know, I always thought it could be a negative thing. Kind of like Mary, Marcus Mariota's, like, strategies, like, just not having it and just stay off mm-hmm. of it. Because if you don't have it, you don't, you know what I'm saying, it doesn't affect you. Right. So I, when I started, I was like, man, I want to just show more of my personality like i'm fun i'm going like i like doing youtube videos i like making funny videos i like doing tiktok dances all this other thing playing video games and i was like i have to just a whole nother level because as football players you know where we were we were at home at 24 7 so it's tough for us to show our face and for myself i was like you know i want to make myself a brand like outside because when football is done you know what do you have left Right. Uh, and I want to be able to, you know, to, like I said, I started Team Diverge. Uh, the meaning of Diverge means diverse. So pretty much I'm the bridge between, you know, athlete gamers and mm. eat, like regular gamers and also like just, you know, musician, uh, students, like anybody who, who may think that you're an actual gamer, like this is something that I want to bring to you. And, you know, playing with Ninja and Drake and Travis Scott, I think that was really cool, a really cool deal that kind of, like, opened up the stage and opened up my eyes. Like, hey, yo, I think if you start a gaming team, I think it really shocked the world. So yeah. I do a lot of outside stuff, man, and I think it's pretty cool to to do that and show 
uh, what you're really made of. It's fun to watch. It's really fun to watch. Talk about your love for the city of Pittsburgh. Very different from where you grew up in Long Beach, but it seems like Pittsburgh loves you. You're their, their media darling. You know, these people in the city there, it's a tough city too. There's no, you know, they don't like any extra fluff and all that BS. They're just all about winning ball games and, and yeah. they're a very blue collar city. So very, how very is somebody like you who, who has that crossover appeal, who's so dominant on all these platforms. How have you um, ingratiated yourself with the city of Pittsburgh? Coming here, man, it was awesome, man. Coming from a big city to a small city, one thing I always tell people is that, you know, LA is like home, fun, outgoing, and I can do that during the off season, so that's nice. Where I'm coming to Pittsburgh, small city, I come here to work for six to eight months, and it's just like, you know, I love it here. You know, the, the, the fans are amazing, diehard fans, whether you're up or down, you know, they're gonna ride for you. And, you know, being around Pittsburgh, you know, people love me. Uh, so I think it's really cool. I love it here. Like I said, blue collar, something that I've always been about, you know, doing the dirty work. And um, that's what they love. You know, I think when I got, when I got drafted here, um, I had the opportunity to talk to Troy Pomalu about it. He was like, man, you're going to love the city. I talked to Hines about it. Hines said, man, they're going to love you. Uh, that, uh, that I play like Hines, so it's really cool, man. And then I talked to Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan's like, man. It's such a beautiful city, and when you come through the tunnels uh, and you see, like, Pittsburgh, it's just like, wow, man. Like, fun fact, you know, Pittsburgh has six, 463 bridges, and it's like, you don't Whoa. even you don't even know things like that. And it's just like, man, I love it here. So, like I said, the people are amazing. The fans are awesome. And, you know, like I said, I want to – don't mind staying here for another four years. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Let's go. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm so stoked for you. Thank you for doing this. I wanted to uh, make sure we pushed all the proper handles. So Team Diverge is the gaming. Juju, obviously, your Instagram and stuff. Your YouTube yes. channel is? Uh, Juju TV. Juju TV. Nailed it. Are you giving Claypool any pointers on this kind of stuff? Because I see he's jumping into yeah. that space too. Yeah, so Claypool. So are you guys like look. cool about it, or is there like some friendly competition? How does that work? Nah, nah. He's like he, he asked me all the questions, bro. He was like, "Who's your photographer?" <laughs> he was like, he just started TikTok, and I was like, "Bro, you gotta do TikToks every every time." Like right after the game, we win. Just do a TikTok. So he's been doing a lot of TikToks, and he's doing a lot of YouTube stuff. So he's so funny, man. He's okay. He's like a, he's like a mini Juju, but like you know, you're getting there. We're working to something great. Are you charging him for this? That's you're giving away free information, bro. You better start charging him. Uh well, one thing I, I do charge him. Uh, so I do charge him. I actually, uh, I use his uh, his charging station for the Tesla. So he charges my car. He pays for it every time. So <laughs> that's, that's right, that's rookie. That's right, <laughs> rookie baby. I love it, man. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it, Juju. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Uh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Take care. Have a nice day. Bye, on, man. Bye, on, baby. Like, share, subscribe, uh, at Mark underscore Sanchez, at Fourth and Forever, Instagram, Twitter, all that. You know where to go. Thanks again for having us, and we'll see you soon.